This week's episode of Legends of Gotham is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash Gotham. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash Gotham. Hey, Cobblepot. Hey, you're supposed to be dead. I'm afraid you have me confused. My name is Dimitri from Odessa. Uh, uh, I heard you got whacked for rat. Uh, Fish is going to pay some serious cash for your skinny ass. No, 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 no. No, please. Please don't kill me. Why'd you even come back, huh? I, I could not stay away. Gotham is my home. It's my destiny. You don't see what's coming. I do. Gotham needs me. I'm its future. If you're its future, then Gotham is in big trouble. Yes. Yes, it is. Leave me in a room with him. He'll be guilty. Say hello to Sergeant O'Brien, and welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series, Gotham. Uh, how you doing, Amory? I am good now that I have not met Sergeant O'Brien. Yeah, I... I don't ever want to meet Sergeant O'Brien. There is no Sergeant O'Brien here. No worries. No worries. And I'm Bill Meeks. I think I forgot to mention... Did you mention that? I did not. Oh, I did not. I'm, I'm Anne-Marie Meeks. DeSimone. Yeah, uh, we're the host of this here darn Gotham show. Yes, we're scared of Sergeant O'Brien, though. Yeah. Uh, we're recording a little bit later than we normally do. I, yeah. Yet earlier, actually, yeah, later in the, the day, time. but an earlier day. Early in earlier in the week, we had to. We're we're actually going to see uh, Frozen on Ice tomorrow yes. night. Don't laugh, don't make fun. Uh, but we wanted to go ahead and make sure we got the episode out uh, before you know Thursday or Friday or something before the next episode's on. It's you know, Frozen on Ice. Mm-hmm. I mean, when are they going to do- make fun of that? When are they going to do Gotham on Ice? Probably not until the Mister Freeze episode. <laughs> I was just about to say Elsa and Mister Freeze team up. Elsa is not a bad person, though. Anyway. Mr. Freeze isn't either. He's doing everything he's doing for his wife at first. Uh, (laughs) Okay, well, before we we get into the main discussion of this week's episode, which I really, really love, The Balloon Mm Man, uh, some of you might know that a few weeks back, we uh, submitted some clips and uh, got into the Gotham fan trailer they released over the summer before the show started. And, uh, you know, so we were on, like, Fox TV and stuff, which was really cool. And they told us they were going to be sending us a Gotham prize pack, which we we didn't know what it was, but we were pretty excited. And then it was so long, we figured we would never get it. But we got it. And Amory's going to open it right now. It's showing uh, up! Yep. So open up the box and uh, then just, uh, you know, hold up the items and hand them over to me and I'll hold them right up to the camera. Hand them over to me so I can never give them back. Well, tell us what they are. Yeah. Tell the listeners of the audio podcast. For the listeners. Listeners? Listeners. We have two lanyards. Ooh. Here, let's show these to the camera. Show show these to the nice people in the camera. Yeah, they have a nice strap that says Fox Gotham and then a little picture of the cast and uh, some Ben McKenzie. Wow. Okay. Oh, that's cool too. It's like one of those holographic things where it's like the cast <gasps> and, and then, then like, and then the comic characters. Ooh. Cast comic characters. That's pretty cool. That's fun. Okay. And two um badges, like legit mm-hmm. Gotham imprinted hashtags. Yes, detective. Founded eighteen twenty. The Gotham, so, the official Gotham badges. I'm going to put. We the, are a part on. of GCP. I'm glad now. they sent two of everything. So like, am I. I figured we were just going to get one since it was and on. And then we'd have entry. to fight over it. I am totally putting on my Gotham uh, detective badge. As am I. Excellent. So for you, this is going to be really cold too. I'm sure, but a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but it's awesome. That's fine. I'm going to wear it around everywhere, guaranteed. Okay. Now, 
we may have seen some pictures online from other people and can't explain my mm-hmm. excitement over two hoodies. Two hoodies. Two, two Gotham hoodies. I want one. I'm so excited. We may have been fighting over this. We also lo- both love hoodies. Like so. excessively. <laughs> but here it is. Here's Ooh. the Gotham hoodie. I think I'll be wearing oh this every show from now on out. <gasps> Yes! Actually, why don't we go ahead and put them on right now? You said you were getting a little cold I anyway. Am, I'm kind of cold. So, yeah, let's okay, go ahead and put on our Gotham, Gotham hoodies, hoodies. For, for the show. Awesome. Sorry, audio listeners, Sorry. this will take just a second. We, we normally don't get dressed during the podcast. <laughs> no, we, not at all. We normally don't get <gasps> oh, undressed soft. either. Oh, we yeah, it is. Get... <gasps> it's very nice. Oh, my gosh. My, this the is back my new of favorite of it, of it is on my chair. This Here is my... I, we're going to have to Instagram this Excellent. later. Yes. Oh Gotham my gosh, hoodie. I love it. This is so amazing. Oh yeah, it's so soft it's and soft, wonderful. It's cushy. And, it, and then making, there's the box. We're probably making everyone feel bad. Sorry. Okay, hand me the box. No, I'm just kidding. Here's the box. Okay, well, let's see. I have my, I have my, sher- my sheriff badge on. I have my Gotham lanyard. I've got my lanyard. You might hear that clicking in the microphone throughout Sorry. the show. And I have my Gotham hoodie on too. This Let is me so get it cool. zipped up maybe. This is amazing. Yeah, this is so awkward getting dressed on, on the podcast. Camera. Yeah. Yeah. He made me take off my t-shirt and put on a nice shirt just like 10 minutes ago, too. Well, I didn't realize And now I'm putting on t- a hoodie. I, di- I didn't realize there were <laughs> going to be two hoodies. I thought fox. that... Fox on my hand. There's oh, nice. fox on my hand. Fox on my fox hand. Fox on my hand. Fox. What does the fox say? The fox says Gotham hoodie. <laughs> the fox says yay. Well, uh, thank you, Gotham. Thank you. Gotham thank you, Gotham people, fox the, people. The people who sent we us all the so stuff. We are so excited you can't even imagine. It's so cool. And thank you for sending two thank of everything, too. Thank you for sending two. That That's- was incredibly awesome so super cool was that still you holding the thing up <laughs> okay so, so now let's uh so okay. i guess we should get into our non-biased review of yes Gotham. no we are doing this totally for fun okay ready yeah uh, go ahead and hit us up with the rhyming riddling episode so summary crazy. um when does gotham's trash hang overhead when a man with weather balloons wants that trash dead when raising bruce safely where is the border it isn't in fencing. It's the eating disorder. <gasps> when will the cops care? It depends on the line. Is it colored blue with a cop's body behind? And what of the Penguin's Arkham-themed plan? Wait until next week. Let's talk the Balloon Man. The Balloon Man. Ba, ba, ba. So, uh, Emery, overall, uh, what did you think of this week's episode of Gotham? This was a good episode. I thought this it was, was really a, this was a really This was really good. Uh, may have liked last week a little better, but mm-hmm. still really liked it. Like, totally. Yeah, that that actually, uh, sub- like, I thought the villain was definitely better last week, but I thought this week was more substantive, for sure. Yeah. Like, it, it, well, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll talk I, about wh- it. One of the big things as far as, you know, substance or what have you, uh, that I wanted to talk about right off the top, and I'm sure every other Gotham podcast slash review site slash everything is talking about this. <laughs> Is is the concept of vigilantes uh, within within the context of Gotham and how this kind of pushes James Gordon to becoming who he he's meant to be, uh, more or less the the Jim Gordon we all know from the comics. I, then uh, there, there were a few lines uh, that I wanted to pull out and uh, a topic I kind of wanted to bring up real quick. But I, uh, 
one of, one of his big lines, and I, I believe the first kind of thematic scene he had in tonight's episode, or last night's episode, rather, was everybody matters or nobody matters. Mm-hmm. I, and uh, so that's basically, in his mind, if nobody matters, then that will cause vigilantes to rise up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, that, that's what enables uh, vigilantes, which he sees as a negative. Yeah. And uh, so he basically – he. Throughout the course of this episode, he realizes he needs to be part of the solution, part of the thing, right. taking away the reason for them to rise up. Because I think I think he really thinks that they're justified in rising up. Mm-hmm. I, you know, especially but he just wants some order. Yeah, yeah. He 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 understands where you know people like the balloon man or the mm-hmm. people who are supporting him in Gotham are coming from. But he 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 just wants to you know go by the book. I, now, do you think? Uh, you know, given all the corruption and everything, do you think a, a vigilante in a town like Gotham is justified? Um, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. It's it's so hard because literally everyone is corrupt in some mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. We have not come across anyone who's completely legit, except maybe Alfred. Yeah, he's like the most <laughs> innocent, but not innocent. Well, Gordon, I guess. Uh, yes and no. I mean, I mean he's manipulating he people. He someone's death. Yeah, he's manipulating people. He's lying to people, but he's doing it towards a greater good, which, which some is kind people of would say would make him a vigilante. He is kind of a vigilante. He's a legal vigilante. Mm-hmm. And I think I think part of part of uh, his whole justification, like conversations with Barbara in this episode, mm-hmm. I think they're more him just trying to convince himself, himself that he's not one of them and that they're wrong and he's he's doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of uh, plays out. In one more line, he had a that kind of reinforces that and reinforces his ideas about the law and vigilanteism and, you know, maybe just his surface level ideas that he's admitting to himself right now is his line, if people take the law into their own hands, then there is no law. Exactly. And that seems, you know, and I mean, I know this is a comic book world Mm -hmm. and everything like that, but that seems a little too hard line for reality. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. just, you know, the whole anti-vigilante stance. And I'm kind of wondering if there's going to be some sort of inciting incident or inciting character, Mm -hmm. some vigilante character that pops up like, I don't know, Batman. Ask the question who it might be, (laughs) Um, but you know, (laughs) that might convince Gordon that maybe vigilanteism is the, is the right way to go. The way to go because you can't rely on anybody else. Mm -hmm. Your captain's corrupt. The mayor is corrupt. All of the judges are corrupt. Your partner. Your partner is beyond corrupt. Like Yeah, eventually eventually he's gonna have to look to the shadows, I guess. You have to. Speaking of the shadows, just in case it doesn't come up later on in the episode, I wanted to point out how awesome I thought it was that the second time the balloon man shows up when uh-huh. he sends the dirty cop up, yeah. he's dressed just like the old pulp pulp hero the shadow, which was so then he's he was dressing up as other characters. Because the mm-hmm. first one he had the pig mask which we realized could be two different people yeah and then that when he was doing the shadow and we didn't get to see the third one we just got to <laughs> see a cardinal flying through the air yeah but uh the the shadow um he he was a, a i think he started as a radio vigilante mm-hmm. and a, like pulp magazines and stuff he was one of the like big uh inspirations for batman and particularly like the whole secret identity millionaire playboy thing that was kind of like a cross between don diego from zorro which mm-hmm. we'll talk about a little bit more later oh goody and uh whatchamacallit in lamont cranston the shadow who was a wealthy playboy who 
went out at night and did creepy things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, speaking of people who do creepy things, you had some concerns about Bullock. Why is he even a cop? Paycheck, pension. <laughs> Yeah, like punching a, people in the face. Like that's the thing. It's like he literally never wants to do his job mm-hmm. at all. The only thing that got him like all riled up is when the lieutenant whoever got flown off into Cranston. the air. Cranston. Yeah. Like he's like, no, you killed a cop. My life is in danger now. Like, <laughs> no, no, you should have flown up. Mm-hmm. But well, I don't know. There's like. It's weird. Like, there's all these people who are all in such positions. And it's like, why are you even there? There's no way that this you all became like this because of these crime families. Well, I would assume a lot a lot of them is just like we see how they're trying to do Gordon yeah. right now. Is they they get one little piece of leverage on him and then they just hold it over him and then you get so entrenched into the system that to expose the system you'd have to expose. But who yourself. are you going to expose it to at this point? Exactly. There's no one to expose it mm-hmm. to because. Because, I mean, just like we see in the first scene when um, the penguin gets off the bus, literally every – we saw like six different major crimes happening. Yeah. Like there's nobody to rat them out to. Yeah, because – yeah, there, there's – The entire city is corrupt. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. And, and there's also that element of sort of like the brotherhood, the, the thin blue line of cops mm-hmm. protecting cops. And if a cop gets hurt, that's different than a citizen getting hurt. And that's right. tying back into, you know, yeah, Gordon's whole point, everybody matters or nobody does. Like they're a part of the corruption in Gotham is the amount of special treatment various people get, groups Seriously. get, including cops. And that's something you even see in the real world, too. Like, you, you know, I, I forget what it was. There was it was last year there was like some shooter out in california who was actually yes. gunning four cops yes and they like he he hit one or two or three people who weren't cops i think at mm-hmm. first and they were just kind of like keep an eye out and then he shot one cop and you know it was done yeah like i think they just they found him in a cabin and set it on fire or something yes you know? that's exactly what they did it, very similar to something like bullock tried to do in this episode with sending the balloon man up yeah up uh, hoisting him by his own petard yeah <laughs> that was that was a little crazy. A little bit intense. A little kind of crazy, yeah. Now, something else that happened in this episode that was very, like, formative and, like, just, like, embryotic about Batman that I, I really, really loved was showing uh, Bruce Wayne getting the idea that, hey, maybe maybe there could be a good vigilante. Uh, there, there's a scene where uh, he's watching the uh, the TV. I believe it's the second scene with Bruce in it. And and he, he's watching it there and he comes to the realization. It kind of reminded me of uh, uh, the epiphany I had when I was like 14 or 15 <laughs> when I was watching Lord I'm of... I'm sorry, are you Batman? <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Uh, no, but when I was reading Lord of the Flies and I got it and it clicked and I realized what the message of the book was mm-hmm. and all the symbolism and everything, click, click, click. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that same kind of look in Bruce's eyes when he realized that the guy was a vigilante and he was getting people who were bad and that was good, but he was a villain because, because he was because killing, he was killing them. them. And, you know, a lot of people say that Batman's no-kill rule probably comes from, you know, his parents getting gunned down. But this gives an even more concrete line. This is when the no-kill rule happens. Right. Because uh, he sees that, you know, they, that's wrong. That, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's uh, undoing due process. And uh, some, if nothing else, it shows that him and Gordon are working philosophically towards the same goal and mm-hmm. will be, you know, in 
the future when right. when he becomes the Batman. The Batman. I also really liked in the last yes. scene. Yes. Yes. It, yeah, but in the last scene, it was like, uh, who will protect Gotham on the TV? And then he just takes a bite of his food, like taking a bite out of he crime. He looked like he felt – he gave himself permission to eat. Mm-hmm. Like he was just like – And then he realized he was starved. He was like working himself up with it so much mm-hmm. that he just uh, – he 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 couldn't eat. He couldn't – and I, I mean this is very common in a lot of Batman stories too where Batman's obsessed with the case, absolutely obsessed with the case. His, his life is Bruce Wayne is getting in the way. Alfred's trying to get him to eat, trying to get him to take yes. medicine, trying to wrap him in bandages. Batman's having none of it until he cracks the case. And I, I, I love the line in here. Just a couple quick Alfred – uh, points. Uh-huh. One, I really love the line where, "What do you think you are, a detective?" Uh, you know, oh, I missed that one. Oh yeah, Alfred says it to Bruce. It's, I think it's the second scene they're in together, uh... or no, it's when he finds the file folder. It's in the, in in the second point I wanted to make. It's in the fencing scene, which I thought was <laughs> phenomenal. Not only was it like uh, Sean Pertwee uh, like did a great job, not only fencing but kind of just like playing like the comical fencing mm-hmm. instructor, comical like kind fencing. of like hitting him in the butt and stuff. Yes. <laughs> like, no, no, you can't. Do do that and everything and then i i just really loved it too and uh when i mentioned this on twitter sean pert we actually retweeted it mm-hmm. the parallels between like that and zorro which is historically uh they were coming out of the mask of zorro and as i mentioned earlier uh zorro was a big inspiration in the character of batman you know the foppish uh millionaire playboy masquerading as uh <laughs> Sorry, you just got a little tired there. A little, a little, a little tired. <laughs> but you know, masquerading as the uh, the Avenger of the Night and all right. that stuff. Yeah. So, so it was nice to see that kind of Zorro inspiration play out a little bit too, and also see that eh, maybe Alfred's pushing him a little bit towards this whole. Well, he doesn't want him sitting there and moping. Mm-hmm. I think he, you know, as much as it could have been, he was trying to get him to train. He was trying to get him to do something and smile and you know be a kid. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, sort of going with that whole same scene. Um, this isn't on there, but there was a painting because I'm sure it was, you know, an original or whatever in the back that w- looked kind of like fencing mm-hmm. or sword play or something along those lines, which I thought was pretty neat. Oh, um, that they kind of put was, it in the set design. Yeah, too? it was in the set design. Um, also, how did Bruce get that file? Who was he talking? Like, there is no way that Gordon would give it to him. Well, I'd, I'd assume there are probably other staff at the manor. Because, I mean... Alfred, I don't get Alfred's, that impression. Alfred's good, but can he keep that whole place clean and all the cars running and the grounds kept? Like, it, it's... Or, I mean, maybe he's... Maybe Catgirl's been talking to him, like, secretly or something, too. That's always a possibility. And as good as she is, she didn't get the file. But she was in the police station several times. She was in the police station several times. So I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. And it was it would have been on Gordon's desk actually. Come to think of it, I can't remember. Was that scene before or after? After. Yeah, we, that scene was after Catgirl escaped. No, 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 no. No, <sighs> I can't Hold remember. On. I I don't know if anyone's watching us live. I'm looking. Out. You're looking. In Gordon's custody wallet. Mm-hmm. Um. Any luck? Yeah, the the fencing was after the escape. Okay, so technically, it could have been Catgirl. It could have been Catgirl. And I, I, I would also say that, you know, 
If there's one thing Bruce Wayne's known for having, it's a lot of time, a lot of dedication, and, and a, a lot, lot of, of money. money. <laughs> and uh, if, if there's anything the Gotham PD is known for, it's for accepting bribes. This is very true. Very true. I know, but you know, for as little morals and as such that they have, mm-hmm. I really don't think most of them are going to give this kid pictures of his dead parents all bloodied. Eh. No? Okay. Then, it, I mean, it's... Say it was like a ground a bribed or a groundskeeper taking the money in to bribe them. They wouldn't have right. to say this is for Bruce Wayne. They That's were just true. this is for TMZ. You know <laughs> the TMZ how, of Gotham. How, how many cops have given TMZ stuff they shouldn't have? You know what I mean for the right price or clerks or filing clerks or whatever. But okay, so let's see here. Uh, something we like to do every week. And hey, look at this Joker. Look at this Joker. Hey, look at this Joker. Barbara's gonna take a toker. This Joker. <laughs> this Joker. Look at this Joker. Every week we take a look at the possible candidates uh, for the Joker in Gotham. And uh, you can find this if you go to legendsofgotham.com and click on Look at This Joker right at the top. And, uh, yeah, we have uh, the hey, couple of candidates. Uh, look at this Joker. I'm just going to keep singing. This is what I, <laughs> this is what I do. And then Selena Kyle, we had a couple. And our first one from the Balloon Man is actually our first one from last week, too, because he's still kind of – he could be, but he's probably someone else. But he do could you, okay. be. Can I make? I, I will just say it's Laszlo, uh, yeah. Fish Mooney's ex exercise partner. Yeah. Um. Did didn't she kind of have him killed? See, I didn't know if she had him killed or just had him disposed of. Right. Because but because if he was disposed of, quote unquote, then he could come back as pig. He could come he back, could come as, back as, as the Joker. There's a better chance actually of him coming back as somebody. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if he's not dead. Um. But it just seemed weird because they, you know, she has. Or um, ordered them to have uh, Falcone's friend have an accident. Yeah, and, and that, which that, was really obvious. That could also be uh, wh- why it seems that could be a possibility too. Because in that same conversation, she was She's like, "Oh, and get rid of Laszlo too." Yeah, but it, so you know, sad. I think she I probably had some affection for him. She did. But she had to get rid of him because he was bringing her down. But, you know, it's still more likely that he's probably Professor Pig because Professor Pig's name is Laszlo. And again, even if there's like taking care of him involves disfigurement, Professor Pig is disfigured too, which is, I believe, why he oh. ma- he's trying to make everyone look identical like those little dolls because mm. he wants them to look perfect like he doesn't. Oh. Uh, and uh, so uh, – yeah, we'll see what happens. Also, a uh, trivia: if someone was wondering what the Roman, who the Roman was in this episode, that's one of Falcone's nicknames. Uh, just well, yeah. FYI, when, it, did, when did they mention the Roman? I, I, Fish mentioned it at one point, I believe. Uh, she, that was probably and then the, a safety. Yeah, and then the Roman will do this or that or the other. I just figured I'd throw oh. it out there. And then my second, um, my second. Uh, Joker suspect this week is actually the balloon man himself. The balloon man himself. Uh, one, he, you know, he's carted off there towards the end with some injuries. He's going to a hospital. Who knows what weird experiments might happen to him there or mm. if it's Arkham <laughs> next Arkham week. Arkham is not open yet. Not yet. I said yet. But I, I, I just thought that th- this guy really had sort of a Joker-like MO. For one, he was using kids to or balloons to save kids. Right. Which is totally something the Joker would do because it's kind of funny in a dark way. Mm-hmm. And uh, two, he had a couple lines there at the end that sounded very Jokerish to me, like, there will be more like me. And it, just like his big monologue about the corruption in Gotham and how mm-hmm. it's turning into a pressure cook and, a, cooker, and everyone's going crazy and... 
everything else, it just really, really seemed like he could he could be a Joker. And I also thought it would be really fitting if the Joker, a.k.a. the Balloon Man, was the guy who inspired Bruce to become Batman. Interesting. So I, I just uh, – uh, that was my biggest one. Did you have any? Or? I, I don't have a Joker, but I have – more thoughts as to why it would be Laszlo. Okay. Um, while we were having that scene where he's basically being sent away, <laughs> there was again the dancing girls on stage practicing in their very Harley esque mm-hmm. costumes. There was literally a blonde in big high p- pigtails. Oh yeah, I noticed it like, too. It was Harley hair. <laughs> she looked exactly like Harley. Yeah. So they're not only sneaking in jokers, mm-hmm. they're putting, they're making all of the dancers. Harley dancers. Yeah, and it, it, that would make sense. Like if Laszlo, if Laszlo becomes teams Joker, up with her, yeah, or she, you know she's been watching him with Fish, mm-hmm. or she's like his eyes on f- Fish right. while he's becoming the Joker and plotting right. his revenge or something. Wouldn't that be a cool season finale if he shows back up in the season finale as the Joker and kills Fish just apropos of nothing? Yeah, I would love that. I hope that doesn't happen though, because that would be a major spoiler, uh, <laughs> a speculative spoiler. Uh, like we said, you can go to Legends of Gotham com and click on look at this joker right at the top to find out if find that. more of our joker suspects and comments are open on that page so feel free to leave your own also we just wanted to mention that uh if, if you uh, subscribe to us through itunes stitcher uh whatever that one is that i just added this to uh for android uh, any of those <laughs> if and- you happen to use an android mm-hmm. pick that one <laughs> yeah but if you have the ability to rate this podcast it would be a real big help to us especially here at the beginning as we're kind of trying trying to build our our, our listener base so we can mm-hmm. do some cool stuff later in the year uh, just take five seconds go and leave us a review it, it's it, just as long as it's honest it doesn't have to be five stars it can be one star you don't have to love us but you have to rate us yeah and uh, if you do that uh, we always like to uh, read those on the show and mm-hmm. we're actually uh, throughout the month of October if you do this and email us a screenshot of your review we're doing a giveaway Amory you want to show them what we're giving oh, away oh that's right we're giving this away And I'll, I forgot I'm sorry yeah go ahead and hold do, it up do, here do, do, do. It's like Gotham Swagpalooza. Yeah, and this is a, one, is, one of the Gotham is... uh, posters from San Diego Comic-Con this past summer. And we, we're going to send this out to a random person who leaves us a review uh, in the month of October. So just get to iTunes, Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Leave a review. Uh, shoot us a screenshot at legendsofgotham at, at gmail.com. And you'll be entered to win this uh, San Diego Comic-Con Gotham poster. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, I would just like to give a shout-out to... To the people who are in the chat room, we have, oh, we have Austin, mm-hmm. Pedro, and Marshallfilm123. Um, Excellent. Howdy. How are you? Hi, guys. Please feel free to chat with us. We will interact. Yeah. Anne-Marie keeps an eye on that a, a little bit, as much as she can. <laughs> anyway. Hey, as long as there's something to keep up on, I'm in. Okay, here. Uh, my next point is a really quick one, uh, getting back I to like the quick. episode. I, it, it seems I, – I think I've identified uh, the four things we're going to get in every episode of Gotham from here on out. <laughs> uh, thing one is a foundational moment in the Batman mythos. We got a couple of those in we this really episode. We really did get a lot of foundational. Uh, number two is a death trap with Gordon and Bullock because uh-huh. it's every episode so far they've had some sort of death trap they've had to solve or break out of at the end which mm-hmm. like i said in our our episode about the pilot very much put me in mind of uh the 60s well you, you gotta series. have those callbacks yeah and uh then um oh and this is uh amory why don't you this is something i think we're going to see in every episode too but it, it's all based on a theory amory came up with a couple episodes ago i want you to explain this theory in full, full and then we'll talk about how what happened in this episode with it 
Okay, so the penguin. Things we've noticed with him, with his his kills, basically, he takes their clothes. Mm-hmm. Whether he's killing them for their clothes or not, I'm not completely sure, but he <laughs> sort of wears them as trophies. Um, mm-hmm. And it looks like he's sort of making different outfits with them now a little. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we see him in this episode literally kill someone for their shoes. He yeah. was a little creepy when he approached the guy too. He's like, "So, which size shoes do you wear?" And wait, what do what what's your theory as to what the purpose of these clothes are? This is how he gets fat. <laughs> yes, he's going to become huge and rotund because he's he going to be wearing all the clothes. Keeps putting on the layers of his victims, and I love this theory. And S- go ahead. See, I was actually you already had this in, but I kind of backtrack on my theory at the very end of this episode. Oh, do you? Because he was in basically the tux he was in a penguin yeah but you didn't notice that he had extra more clothes on underneath of it no just he wearing the clothes it looked like he was this is the problem is i only got one watch through he looked like a thicker penguin okay i'm gonna have to google so keep talking (laughs) fine but so uh that's uh something else that we get in it every episode of gotham i guess is the penguin killing somebody taking their sandwiches and buying a sandwich or Taking like their clothes sandwiches. and buying a, a sandwich, a fish sandwich of some type. And uh, the last thing, the, the fourth thing we get, we're going to get in every episode of Gotham is just a completely out there nut so cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think I realized how hard they were going to hit the cl- cliffhangers here. But I, this one was with the penguin, which we were just yes. talking about. You, you know, it just completely came out of nowhere. You're like, okay, oh, they're wrapping it up. You it's- should see what I'm getting while I'm Googling. Penguin Tux episode three pictures. There's penguins in tuxes. It's kind of insane sorry continue well it's a common outfit for a penguin yeah i uh, know but uh, what did you think of that that uh cliffhanger at the end of- where he just showed up mm-hmm. i thought it was awesome oh yeah yeah just I, like the last yeah. thing i expected like i thought it was going to be montoya honestly oh really yeah see i had a feeling it was going to be mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. mostly because of her reaction she's like uh <laughs> Well, it's I think for uh, you. <laughs> I think your next point here might uh, go ahead and uh, lead nicely from that. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. What, what do you think he's doing there? What do you think his his deal is right now? What do you, what do you think his strategy is? He's trying to get on everybody's side, mm-hmm. which is what he's sort of been doing from the beginning. He was, you know, he was on Fish's side. He was sort of on his own side. Sorry, this. Okay, I have to take the jingling off. I feel like a Christmas tree. <laughs> That's um, fine. I tucked mine into my hoodie. I thought, uh, oh no, actually, it's not. But lies. It's not noisy. Um, um, but I'm noisy. Um, so yeah, he's trying to get on everybody's good side. Maroney has no idea who the heck he is, which kind of surprises me, even though he was small potatoes. Can mm-hmm. you stop doing that while I'm talking? Put Sorry. it down. Put it down. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, I know he was small potatoes, but I don't know. I feel like they may have heard about the penguin guy with the pointy nose mm-hmm. who got killed by the cop, and especially because there's a turf war coming. Um, but so he gets on Maroni's good side. Maroni's like, hey, here's some cash. Lots and lots of cash. Go do things. Take care of your mother because you fake Italian. Um, but what exactly is he doing with all these crime families? I kind of think he's trying to turn them all against each other to take each other down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's de- definitely his strategy right now is he's trying to be trusted by all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, obviously, I guess he's kind of persona non grata with uh, the Falcons. The Falcons and Fish. Uh, yeah, yeah, and Fish right now. But, he, he, yeah, he's just trying to manipulate everyone into a position. And I'm sure that's why he shows up at Gordon's door, too. Well, from is, what we've seen for the next episode, which we'll talk about, um, he's definitely still trying to be on his good side, which is kind oh, of yeah. ridiculous. The, the thing about Penguin is just... It, 
they, that I am really enjoying about his character and everything is, is he has he has two modes when he's in trouble or mm-hmm. when he's trying to get something. He he tries to guilt people into feeling sympathy for him. Mm-hmm. And the second it doesn't work, he goes into full on Norman Bates slasher mode. Yes. Like there's no in between. There's he's like He's like, "Oh, you don't want to do this for me." <laughs> There's like, oh, I'm, a, I'm this, just like this weak kid. I don't know anything. No way. Okay, well, you're not going to do it. Done. <laughs> okay, well, I'm still trying to look while we're talking. Mm-hmm. And there is a side-by-side of the penguin and Matt Smith as the doctor. I'm just going to keep it, but it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> bow ties. Oh, the bow ties. That makes sense. That makes total sense. Yeah, but it's going to be inter- – and I also think it's interesting how nice he can be at times, how mm-hmm. nice the penguin can be. Because when he – in that scene with Maroney, mm-hmm. he seems like that that young, fresh-faced busboy kid trying to work his way up, you know? Right. And, and it's all manipulation. It's all towards an end. Right. But uh, let's I see. I think I'm going to have to give up on finding the picture and it's making me sad. I'm sorry. Yeah, you should be. We'll look should at it fall. later. Okay. Okay, uh, let's see here. Uh, my next point, uh, Montoya and Barbara. Whoop, whoop. That that's whole scene <laughs> in more ways than one. It was nice to finally get it. Oh, yeah, and, and get, uh, well, not necessarily some clear answers, but some clearer answers We anyway. have confirmation of the relationship. Yeah, something. Seeing as how Montoya had a key. Yeah, it seems like, and, you know, with the implications uh, that Montoya was a pillhead at some point and, you know, the history of the character has of alcohol abuse and things like that, like, that it's they were just, just in some sort of weird, like, pop-fueled, artistic, cop, lover, haze thing for, like, a year, and mm-hmm. Montoya lied a bunch, <laughs> and uh, I'm not... But Barbara always knew. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm just, like, I'm not sure where... where I, I, I have kind of, like, a, a big blob that looks like a person, but not an entire portrait with that whole situation. Mm-hmm. I, it, it does... Uh, one thing is uh, Renee Montoya did very much strike me as... And it, many most people have, have one of these, like an old uh, girlfriend or boyfriend that's just like... Obsessed still. Obsessed, obsessed, but not in a completely creepy way. You don't want it's their a attention. Way. Yeah, it, it, it's still flattering, even though you've moved on. And you stuff always like want that. to be wanted. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, it, you could even see that she. I, I think she felt a little sympathy for Montoya when she went in for the kiss too, because mm-hmm. she was. She was like she let it happen a little bit, but Not it, it turned away. Yeah, but then she was like, "Okay, you got to go. You got to go." She kind of threw her bone <laughs> and. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved on but it's interesting to see because i think at this point montoya is definitely working with a huge huge agenda to get something on jim gordon so Mm -hmm. she can get barbara back and that it 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 kind of uh, sours my initial impression i had of the character Mm. and i'm not saying any of this in a bad way because i'm loving what vicky's doing with the character and everything no but i just uh backpedal 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 no 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 backpedaling but it just uh at first when i saw montoya i was like okay she is one of the few good really super good not selfish not corrupt people in the gcpd she's not corrupt she's not corrupt but she's working her own angle she's working she she's She's doing the right thing for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure... Well, she might partially be doing them for the right reasons, but mm-hmm. the path she's choosing is the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. And it, she's just uh, jealous. <laughs> she's jealous. But something that... Uh, and this is uh, something that... We just haven't got a huge 
clear shot of who Crispus Allen is yes. as, a char- as a character. Like, I mean, we know he's MCU. We know he's trying to clean up the city. Mm. But past that, we we don't know, you know, if he has a daughter, which I think he does in the comics. You know, we, 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 we need a little bit more filling in on him now, I think. Yeah. Because right now it seems like either Montoya's, like, kind of just leading him around, uh, you, you know, bossing yeah. him around. To, which I don't feel that his character would just be like that. Or somehow she's manipulated him into thinking that Jim Gordon is an actual threat and he, he's following along by partner loyalty. Even though mm. it, it did seem almost like he, he wanted to kind of poke at the, the denial from Jim Gordon in their scene together, too. Hmm. That he didn't he, – he, he almost believed him for like half a second or almost believed that it was worth pursuing to see if he was telling the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, I, I definitely – I think out of all the, the main cast members, the, the one I really need some fleshing out with at this point is Crispus. Mm-hmm. But I mean it, it seems like our core group of characters, especially the police and stuff, are going to get a lot of play in next week's episode, uh, which I'm very excited about. It's also uh, – next week's episode is the first episode directed by uh, TJ Scott who uh, we interact with on Twitter and stuff. All back the time, which is really cool. Yeah, and he, he's, he's been in contact with us since I think around the time he was shooting this episode. <laughs> So, so. Probably. So Yay. that'll be cool. That'll be uh, maybe maybe two uh, podcasters who are critical of the ble- Gotham City Police Department will show up, named Bill and Anne Marie. We can only hope. I want to be a cop because, as we all know, directors write the episodes, right? Because <laughs> that's what they direct the writing. Um, they okay. direct the writers. They direct the writers. Drink that coffee. Type that. <laughs> <laughs> mm, coffee. Okay. So did Cat Girl? Um, steal? Why did she steal Bullock's pen? Just because she could, or did she steal it knowing she was going to need it? I think I think probably because she could. Although at first I was a little unclear on that. Like at first I thought it well because I didn't notice the pen stealing until Neither my did I. until my second watch through, mm. and I was thinking that the balloon man who was there in that scene. I, which I thought that was very clever, by the that way. That was really cool. That he was there, like, you know, in the fir- first or second scene of the episode, and we didn't realize it until the end. But I thought maybe he took it, and it was in the bag, and I had forgot them finding that in the bag, too, the bag mm-hmm. of evidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, right. no, I'm not sure what the deal with the pen was. Maybe. I mean, she's, well, Bullock mm-hmm. goes, you know, hey, where's my pen? Um, or whatever. After looking at her going, can you please back up? Please. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, why is he scared of a 14-year-old girl? <laughs> um, but, I mean, I'm sure she just stole it. Those eyes, she's, man. She's, she's just a klepto. Mm-hmm. And then it worked to her advantage. Or she saw it, saw that she could probably do something with that because I don't imagine she needs a pen. She's mm-hmm. not writing a novel or anything. Um <laughs> That we know of. That we know of. But, you know, yeah, I definitely think, you know, if nothing else, it, it, it was a way to show character for both her and mm-hmm. Bullock. Her being, oh, she'll steal anything. She doesn't care. And Bullock being like, just flips out that much just over a pen. It was a pen. Totally Bullock. He didn't really so flip Bullock. out, but he oh, wasn't very happy. Some, something with, that we probably should have mentioned in the Montoya and Barbara scene. Uh-huh. I, I just want to say how much I love that. Barbara's like this huge, like artistic pothead, uh-huh. and she's dating a cop. That's just like so Gotham. That's so Gotham. <laughs> so that's so Gotham. Wasn't there someone from that so Raven on last week? Probably. Yeah, I believe he w- he was the guy who got knocked through the window. <gasps> that's 
That's the kid. Right. Yeah, he was from that story, actually. That's so Gotham. It's just so Gotham. Okay, and uh, let's see here. Sorry. Oh, and uh, th- this, uh, and I just wanted to mention it again, I guess, because I'm silly. I think because I did the Joker thing before I did my notes. Uh, but uh, just basically, I thought it was really funny that the balloon man was so intent on saving kids, and to do it, he was using balloons, balloons. which is something you generally give to kids to make them happy. Right. So I, th- I thought that was funny. Nice. Um, okay, my last point is something pretty one-off like that as well. Mm-hmm. Where were you on the night of September 17th? <laughs> Seriously, Christmas? He said that with all seriousness to Gordon. <laughs> uh, and I just looked and I was like, did, did that wasn't said ironically? That, that, was, that was actually a statement. Explain for our listeners. You didn't see it? The- you don't remember it? Explain for our listeners, oh. a.k.a. me. A.k.a. you have no idea what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. When Crispus and Montoya approach um, Jim asking about the penguin and all that, and mm. they, he was um, like, no, I didn't kill him. And um, Crispus looks at me and goes, where were you the night of September, se- 20 se- or, uh, September 17th? And I was like, seriously? Is- like the classic oh, okay. Cop, okay. Cop cliche, like, where were you? Like, yeah. Yeah. See, uh, that's what I thought you were going with at first. But then I was thinking September 17th. That was really close to when the premiere was. And I right, was thinking. That was the point. I'm sure that's uh, why the yeah. date was picked. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So that's what you were saying. Okay. Yes. It was the cl- it was such a cliche line. I love it. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So arbitrary scale. Oh, arbitrary scale. Let's see here. I, I was thinking about this earlier today. And I think I'm going to do something highly unusual. <gasps> I'm going to make it a binary. Binary? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be, uh, you'll have to pick either zero or one zero. for this arbitrary scale. Wait. <sighs> Out of one woman who's smashed by a falling dead body. Oh, I felt bad for her. How many women smashed by a falling dead body do you give it? Zero or one? Oh, zero? Zero. Why? Because it wasn't perfect. <laughs> I, I I was wondering what would happen if I forced you into this choice because you always you always do just a little below if even if you really like the episode because there's always room for improvement. There's always room for improvement. I, and I think I, I forced you to go into a position where you had you to force me to go silent. That doesn't happen. No, so zero. Zero. But I liked the episode, so I feel very bad saying zero. Okay, and as for me, I'll give it a one. Because I really it couldn't get it. any better than apparently. Yes, it was amazing. It was super. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised I didn't go into fractions. That was silly of me. You know, if, for it to be completely perfect, you, it would have had to been one plus the dog that she was walking. So, <gasps> so you know, you, you could have given it a one, but you you decided to give the you balloon man a zero. The, you didn't mention the dog. I thought it was implied. Okay, well, we're going to talk to uh, some of our listeners and cover some news. But before we do, we want to thank Audible for sponsoring this week's episode sponsoring. of Creating... Sponsoring. I just like to tease him. Sorry, guys. Uh, we want to thank Audible for sponsoring this week's episode of Legends of Gotham. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if you don't know, Audible's a great service where you can go. Uh, it's a subscription. You sign up. You get a credit a month mm-hmm. to get an audiobook. Any audiobook you want uh, from a selection of tens of thousands of thousands of thousands of titles. It's awesome. Pretty much anything you could possibly want. And they're offering listeners of Legends of Gotham a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we always like to... Uh, suggest a couple of books uh, for people to check out initially. Uh, Amory, what have you picked this week? The Balloon Man. The Balloon Man here. The Balloon Man. 
Let me get it up on screen. Put it up on the screen. Yep, and you can talk. Now, about it a of bit. course, this balloon man is not the balloon man from our episode, but it mm. is a mystery. So I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, by a Charlotte McLeod. Charlotte McLeod. And uh, the description is with a serenely beautiful, picture perfect day as a backdrop. What could possibly go wrong at the glorious seaside wedding on the Kelly Estate? Plenty. First, Max is knocked unconscious by someone trying to steal the bride's gold and ruby necklace. Then a hot air balloon suddenly crashes into the tent, leaving a mangled corpse beneath its wicker basket. And we'll leave that there. <laughs> but yeah. that sounds like it could be a plot of Gotham. I thought sure. it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's, uh, so that's great. It's The Balloon Man by Charlotte McCloud. And as for me, uh, just because I was really worried about this episode because I have a crippling fear of heights, I decided... What did you think we're going to do? Send the camera up in the balloons? Very possibly. Okay. Very possibly. Uh, but I decided to go ahead and uh, pick Overcome Fear of Heights, Keep Calm and Relaxed, and Learn to Enjoy High Places. Uh, it's... <laughs> Uh, basically, I, I, I believe it's like some sort of like hypnotism thing that kind of you teaches you sleepy. heights don't bother you. You were floating a thousand feet in the air and you're fine. You're Something along those great. lines. The clouds are carrying you along. But uh, it's by Derek, <laughs> Darren Marks and you can find that on Audible or you can find The Balloon Man or any, or other, any other book you want. Tens of thousands of thousands of thousands of books. Yep. Oh, and you can listen to them on uh, your Windows phone to uh, Rain. Rain likes us to point yeah, that out for Rain you. likes us to mention that, as well as the iPods, the Androids, etc. The, the Ford, Zoom players, the Ford desktops. Sinks. You can get Audible just about anywhere. I it, love the fact that you can do it through like sync and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I have heard it's a it's a little bit of finagling, but it's worth it. I'm sure it's worth it. So. If I didn't have to kill the battery on my phone to listen to stuff in the car, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so to download your free audio audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash Gotham. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Gotham for your free audiobook. And we want to thank Audible again for sponsoring this week's episode of Legends of Gotham. Thank you, Audible. We love you. Okay, and now, on to the news. News. Okay, first up, the ratings, and uh, there was uh, another drop. Uh, it, mm. it went down to six point three million, million a two point five share. Yeah, that's well, down only 6. from six point three million people. Yeah, but that's down a uh, seven point five million and a two point eight mm. share from last week. Uh, down sixteen and eleven percent respectively. Then again, some, something to keep in mind here is. At 6.3 million, 2.5 share, this is still one of the most successful non-sports programs on Fox, Mm -hmm. like full stop. Across the board. So Gotham is not in any danger or anything. Like ratings are slipping because ratings naturally slip because people fall off or people DVR a bunch of episodes to get caught up on Mm -hmm. or whatever. No worries. One other thing I'd just like to point out, like we all know it's followed by Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. If you look at the numbers, Sleepy Hollow only had 4.5 million and a 1.7. Yeah. And that's the successful and, lead. And in. that is, well, it's not a lead in though. We're the or, lead in. Yeah. That's a, the successful. You're sticking around for it. Incumbent. Yes. Television show. So um, I just wanted to sort of pull that out or point that out that, you know, people that are tuning in for Gotham aren't necessarily already staying around for that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So cool. Okay, and let's see here. We have a, a promo for uh, 1.4 here for Gotham. And, be, you know, a, a few weeks back, like if you listen to our first couple episodes, we would generally uh, play the audio and then talk about it. But because we're doing this on YouTube now and we don't want to get it pulled or whatever, right. we'll just basically talk like crazy people over the promo. Yes. And then you can go uh, find the link to it at legendsofgotham.com in the show notes for this episode. So yep. here, I'll go ahead and hit play on it. Next, Next Monday. Monday. 
Gordon's pushing Penguin up against the wall. There's shooting, shooting lots of lots shooting. Of shooting. Every Rain. legend Legends. has a beginning. Catgirl was back Arkham. on the gate, I think. Yeah, Bruce Arkham. is concerned because a bunch of people are ruining I want to know who legacy. this chick is. I don't know who There's she is at all. There's a new chick. But she's talking to Fish. I think she's a villain. Probably. Probably. She's talking she's to talking Fish. She's talking to Fish. Although Montoya and Crispus talked to Fish this episode. Didn't she sort of like try And then you were a little upset here because, and I'll show this. Uh, yeah. And I don't want to be upset, but now, yeah. now that I see the numbers, Amory maybe that's why. just a little upset that they put the Sleepy Hollow logo right, oh, superimposed on the Gotham when the advertisement was for Gotham. But I mean, I can understand advertising. I can understand why. I just In a package, too don't like it sorry oh uh something i i should probably mention to Anne marie and i should oh, probably good. mention this off the air oh uh, but when but i you're switch- going to mention it on the air instead oh no yeah yeah uh, okay. but when i switch for screen shares and yeah. stuff like that i i found out from rewatching these uh-huh. that sometimes it can lag for like half a second uh-huh. uh, so just be aware Okay, moving what on. What did I do? Oh, no, no. I was just saying, like, you know, so if you Don't see... Don't sit here picking my nose? Oh, no, I was just saying, <laughs> if, you've, if you see it switching over, just uh-huh. be aware that you might... Some of your audio might drop out for our listeners oh, watching live. Oh, yeah. see, that makes more sense now. Yeah, that's all. That's I all. was like, okay. Okay, now on to super happy fun things. Super happy fun. Uh, I love this picture. Th- this was... I, I, I was, I was uh, doing some stuff today, and I pulled out my phone for a minute, and I saw uh, Victoria... Card- Cartagena. Can I, we just call her Vicky? Yeah, we'll just call her Vicky. I, I'm terrible at pronouncing names. I'm sorry, Vicky. He can't even pronounce mine, and I've known him for 12 years. 12 years, something years. like that. Uh, but yeah, she she tweeted this out today. I, well, actually, I think uh, you have to share it. the actor who plays Crispus did. Uh, but Anthony, but it's her in a fedora a la the question mm-hmm. uh, as Renee Montoya becomes in the comics. Mm-hmm. And it was just so amazing to see this. And they, there were so many good reactions to like uh, people were replying like this picture is everything. And, you know, I personally put in my vote uh, for her to change her profile picture mm-hmm. to this question picture. She said she'll she think still about the it. Eyeball? She's still the eyeball. Yeah, yeah. let's switch it, honey. Because yeah, this picture the, is so beautiful. There's the eyeball right there. Can we click on it? Can we can we click on the eyeball? Yeah. There's okay. the eyeball right there's there. There's the eyeball. Which yeah. beautiful eye, but definitely. Mm. I think the question's better. I we'll yeah, see. I agree. You you can uh, tweet her at Vicky Cartagena if uh you would like if to, you would like to vote as to whether she should be the eyeball. If you would like to pressure her, <laughs> to, continue to the pressure. The and uh, let's see. Last but not least, here uh, Harvey Dent is coming to Gotham. He's finally been cast. I, uh, Variety reports that Final Destination 5 star Nicholas D'Augusto will guest star as Harvey Dent on an upcoming episode of the Hit Fox series. Hmm. It's noted that uh, D'Augusto is not planned to recur significantly during the first season, but it's probably a safe bet that Dent will return as the series progresses. Interesting. So I would guess, you know, considering this guy's age, he looks uh, a little under 30 maybe. I, I would assume he's probably going to come in as like that the hotshot lawyer trying mm-hmm. to become the DA, have a run in with Jim, and then go off to do more hotshot lawyering, you know, behind the scenes before he becomes uh, a hotshot lawyer, the two faced DA we all know and love. Mm-hmm. But uh, v- very cool, very cool. And I actually, uh, Vicky uh, tweeted out a couple days ago that mm-hmm. she had had her first scene with them, and that oh. she, it went really well, and they had good chemistry together. So, so that's good. Very good. It will be nice to see Harvey Dent come in, and uh, as we all know, he's very important to the future of Gotham in both good and bad ways. <laughs> okay, and let's see here. Anything else particular? Okay, I guess I will go ahead and move on to listener feedback. All right. 
Now, uh, we always like, uh, you know, when you're done watching the episode on Monday night, we, we generally record Wednesday night, so you have a little time, but we still encourage you to run as fast as you can, uh, keeping in mind that you don't have to worry about safety in, at any point in time. He wants someone to break a leg, and someone's like, going to sue us. Whip around corners, run downstairs with your eyes closed, get to your computer, and email us your thoughts about the episode at legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. The Facebook is Facebook. Facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And no one left us voicemails today, which is a shame because we always play them. But that's okay because, you know, we're probably running a little long anyway with the unboxing and everything. So we'll just go ahead. The unboxing, the Anne-Marie mm. sitting in the back snuggling in her hoodie. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Okay, yeah, I'll it, read these. You want to read these? Sure. Um, so these were some tweets that we got this week. From from uh, Win Mercer, uh, Penguin stole the show. Boring and silly B story that ignored physics. I'd be a criminal in Gotham too. Cops are so dumb. Yeah, I, I saw several people like uh, bringing up that that point about like the science of it and everything. I never worried too much about that because I mean it's TV. Plus this this is a universe where eventually they're going to have flying guys and guys with power rings and guys who are actually kind of Satan, <laughs> you know. So. Um. In this world, we have Superman. Exactly. Exactly. So, so I believe your argument is already kind of out the window. The, the one thing I did find a little unbelievable about mm-hmm. the premise was just that they were floating like super high, tens of thousands of feet up in the air, and then they fell right back down in Gotham. It's like from, it would have never been Gotham. Yeah, it, it reminded me of the, there was a Breaking Bad insider podcast with the director and the writers mm-hmm. for one of the episodes, and they had a shot where they actually, like you mentioned earlier, strapped a camera to a weather balloon. <gasps> That's right. You told and me lifted, about this. Lifted it up out of the pool, and the wind took it. Like there was just like a breeze, and the wind took it, and they ended up finding it three or four days later, like sixty or seventy miles away. Right. You know, way, way far away way from Albuquerque. Where they were shooting. So, if any, if anything about the episode got to me, it was just that it does didn't seem like he should fall down in Gotham. They should have had him fall down. I don't know in Central City, and then you know dealt with it like something that. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, we have from um, Lady J. Every week it gets better. It reminds me of Batman the Animated Series. Yes. Yes. I, it, he's he's very proud of me because it just says B T A S. Yeah. You so, got the acronym. I got the acronym. That I'm, excites me. I'm learning. <laughs> um, and Reginald Anderson says, phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Okay, let's see here. Our first letter is from Michael Lucero, and uh, he says, Hey, guys, I thought this episode was the best one yet. It developed the overall plot as well as further explored the broken politics of both the civil and criminal worlds. I also love how we're seeing hints, but nothing more of Bruce's inner thoughts. Mm -hmm. I hope it stays this way. We need to see him in some capacity, but I don't think this should become a Batman the prequel show. We've had enough stories like this. Gotham should be about the city itself and about Gordon, and I love that so far. I I also love that Barbara had faith in Jim despite Montoya's allegations. In most shows, we'd have to suffer through a long rigmarole of her doubting him and him eventually being vindicated. That might have been interesting in some capacity, but I find this much more enjoyable to watch. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Uh, Thank you, Michael. I think you're right. Definitely. And I also... um, also 
was wondering if since Barbara supposedly has this superpower of being able to tell when people can tell the truth, Mm -hmm. if she goes back to Montoya and she says, I think Jim's telling the truth, is that going to convince Montoya? No. Because Montoya doesn't believe she has a superpower. Well, I mean, she she believes that – because that's what she told – she told Montoya to go – Ask Jim, look at him like you used to look at me, and mm. see if he's lying. So now that she's done that, do you think Montoya's going to be like, well, maybe he is a good guy? Maybe. I don't know. But not too good. Sorry. Uh, we had uh, Rebecca Johnson. Uh, you want to read this real quick? Um, is it just those two sentences? Yeah, just those two sentences. Okay, I was confused. I was like, there's not much here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull up a relevant clip here. Go oh, ahead. got you. Um, this is not the first time that Alfred Pennyworth has showcased his fen- fencing abilities on TV. In an episode of Batman 66 called Pop Goes the Joker. Alfred engaged in a bit of soul play with the Joker. Yes, and uh, Alfred just got popped in the butt just like young Bruce did. We're playing a little little tiny bit of uh, the clip here on on the stream. Okay, and we'll get that off before we get sued. Ah, no sewage. (laughs) And finally, uh, we'll finish up with this letter from Nick, uh, who who we've had on all three episodes so far, I think. So thank you, Nick, for your consistent The hat trick. Yeah. Okay, he says, hey, guys, here we are another week, another episode where I have nothing to do but praise the acting of uh, Donald Logue and Robin Taylor. Mm-hmm. I hope I am right, but I believe tonight we may have seen the beginning of what I hope is a slow-burning change in Harvey. When Gordon questions Harvey uh, actually caring about the case, and he responds that it's job security, mm-hmm. I think he realizes where he stands on the list of crooked co- cops near the top. So, of course, he wants the balloon man off the streets. When they finally grab him and he hooks him up to his weather balloon, he is saving himself from any further harm. He is looking out for number one. If I knew it, if I knew nothing about comics, I would have probably thought that after Gordon, I probably would have thought that after Gordon grabbed him. Harvey could have just let him float away, taking care of two birds with one stone. You know, basically saying that, uh, yeah, he could have got rid of Gordon and right. you know, had, had no liability. I, I mean, that was the perfect chance to get rid of a partner who he knew wouldn't have let go and who was going to cause him nothing but problems. But he didn't. He saved Jim. Twice now. Mm-hmm. I hope that this plays out slowly to the point where they turn from not liking each other to becoming best friends like how true Batman fans see them. Cobblepot literally makes my skin crawl every time he's on the show. Yes. No matter what he does, he just creeps me out, and I love that a television character can do that to me. Well, have a great show. Can't wait to hear it. Nick. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, thank you, Nick. And uh, like I said, uh, next week, run to your computer. Do not run. Blindfolded. Pick up your phone across glass. Pick up your tablet. No, no. Use your talk to text. None of that new fashion stuff. Run blindfolded, broken glass. Email us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Twitter at Legends of Gotham. The Facebook is facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. We'd like to get some more activity over there, too. So, Mm -hmm. you know, pop Mm -hmm. over and say hi. And the voicemail number, which we pretty much always play, is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And you can get show notes for this episode and the rest of our episodes at legendsofgotham.com. And I almost said, at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Wrong show. Wrong, wrong show. show. Wrong, wrong show. show. Character bleed. <laughs> okay, Emery, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on the Twitters at amdsimone or at cchcblog and crunchycrafty.com. 
Excellent. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow me on Google Plus and get notified when we go live like this yes. at uh, Google.com slash plus Bill Meeks. And uh, this week, again, I'll go ahead and plug. I have a new kind of uh, short form interview podcast podcast called Hey You What's Up that I just started this week. And you can find that at HeyYouWhat'sUp.com. And actually, my co-host, Anne-Marie, hey, that's me. is today's guest. <laughs> so uh, if you want to <gasps> check I that out. I am today's guest. You are today's guest. Today's he, he special. He chose the day that I couldn't promote it across all <laughs> social media because I was stuck in a boardroom. Well, it's not like I delete it after today. <laughs> It'll be up there tomorrow. <laughs> I know. I just have issues. Okay, but I'm very much looking forward to uh, TJ's uh, first ep- episode. He's directing yeah. next week, Arkham. I think it's going to be great and it's going to be... I'd say it's going to be fundamental again. That, <laughs> Gotham is fundamental. That's my new model. Gotham is fundamental. Nice. Okay. So I guess, uh, you know, I guess we should wrap this up here. Emery's very much yawning. So I'm kind of. I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm trying I'm, to stretch it out to get like two more yawns in. I can do that. Uh, give, give us two yawns. There's one. There's one. Slow yawns. Join us next time for more Legends (laughs) Legends of of Gotham. Gotham. Thanks, guys. Bye.